0: Hello and welcome to this edition of Advice Worth Keeping, KPMG's podcast series in which we interview KPMG leadership and subject matter experts, as well as third-party and client executives and thought leaders on key global business, socioeconomic, and geopolitical market trends and topics. My name is Stan LaPique. I lead market research and thought leadership at for the KPMG Global Management Consulting Practice. I'm your host for this podcast series. And I'm pleased to have joining us here today, Stephanie Terrell. Stephanie is a member of the Canadian firm where she is a partner, and she is also the global head of KPMG's financial management practice. So Stephanie, thanks for joining us here today on this edition of Advice Worth Keeping.
1: Great. Thank you, Stan. Happy to be here.
0: So, Stephanie, as you know, we're doing a series of podcasts here early in 2019 talking about some of the top trends we're seeing in the market, some of the top predictions executives such as yourself have. Really just wanted to take a broad perspective on the most important things you see going on in the market. So we've done some research on this. We released the fourth quarter Global Insights Pulse Survey. So we have some data, but really wanted to get your more qualitative perspective on what you see going on in the market. So maybe to start out with one obviously very big topic this year and last year and I'm sure next year as well is the increased maturation and increased usage of intelligent automation technologies. So things such as robotics, process automation, artificial intelligence, machine learning. Where do you see that at today advising clients on relative to what they should be looking at in IA space in the next year or two?
1: And certainly a topic we cover a lot with our clients out in the market and our team just came out of a global meeting in Frankfurt where we got to see IA machine learning live and applied to a number of our clients in one of our insight centers. But let me shed some color and my perspective on this. I think what we're seeing is the maturity of these technologies, not just from a technical perspective, but actually from an understanding perspective by business unit leaders and the huge positive impact that this can actually have on our organizations in terms of decreasing risk in processes, access to better data, as well really changing the talent model. So what does this mean for 2019? I think what it means for 2019 is is getting much more widespread into organizations, moving away from the prototype or dabbling in this, but actually implementing these technologies on an enterprise wide scale and monetizing the value in that technology investments wider and broader adoption of these technologies as we figure out from a business perspective how to apply them. Two big pieces that are coming out of this that I'm seeing is, one, how you actually rehaul your processes. Technology doesn't understand the functional barriers that we choose to organize ourselves under to manage our people and our processes. So a much more end to end seamless barriers is one of the pieces around the process that we're seeing. In my field, you'll typically see a big separation between the sourcing team, the procurement team, and the payables team. When you start to move to robotic process automation and artificial intelligence, you need to think end-to-end from a process, much more connected processes as opposed to in our particular functions. So that's a big piece that organizations are thinking through and KPMG is doing a lot of work with. The second piece is talent. And we saw this live in Frankfurt as we had a demonstration of the future finance. And and my big takeaway is there'll be less jobs in certain areas, in particular the transaction processing, but that will be replaced by different jobs. The really big takeaway is that people will be working on the process with exception management, providing insight rather than the current state where people are working in the process. We won't have people processing purchase orders anymore. We'll have people working on that process and dealing with the exceptions of the process of the purchase orders, just to give an example. Retooling talent, bringing in new talent and getting familiar with working on a process, which is a more strategic role than the traditional transaction processing is going to be something that organizations need to address to get the return on investment in these technologies.
0: So then we have the technologies. You've articulated the importance of talent and how the nature of talent will be changing in organizations. What about data? Obviously, a lot of what powers intelligent automation is good data. A lot of what comes out of it is good data and good insights. There's talk around data becoming a real key competitive differentiator for organizations that can take advantage of it. It's, It's one of those intangible assets that are increasingly valuable. Where are organizations at with getting their arms around data?
1: I right. think what I'm really excited about is I do see much more focus on data and actual investment dollars and tangible projects being put around projects to capture the value of data and really exploit what is a major asset in most organizations. And the emerging technologies are really forcing that issue in particular around how to draw conclusions from the data. You have the big pieces of I see in the area I practice in being finance strategy and transformation area typically by the time the data gets from the front office where there's a lot of rich data a lot of external data lots of detailed data by the time it gets to the CFO's office it's so summarized and so consolidated into the general ledger that it's hard for finance to actually achieve the goal that they want to which is being that business partner and providing insights these new technologies and the use of data lake signals which is essentially bringing in data from external sources and opening up access to that data to the back office, so the data that traditionally the front office has held, giving access to the back office and across the organization is the trend that we're seeing. And I'm really encouraged that that provides finance in particular and HR with the data that they need to become true business partners. I don't think we have it all figured out yet, in terms of data, how to get our arms around it, how to categorize it, how to use it. But what I do see is companies taking risks and using data and data that's not necessarily perfect, but using it as an indicator of where the market's going, where they should place their bets and investment, where they should manage their inventory, where they should open up a new retail store as an input to those decisions. So much more data-driven decision-making and ability to take risks around accepting imperfect data, but it's a really great indicator.
0: Stephanie, another thing we saw from the research, but more importantly, we see on a daily basis with our clients is that there's a usual set of challenges and a usual set of initiatives. So it's perpetual and perennial drive to reduced operating costs it's looking at overhauling target operating models, which is often, again, another perennial task. But more recently, the overhaul has been really focused on taking advantage of things such as data and analytics and intelligent automation, which you were just hitting on. But how does an organization balance things like continuing to drive down costs with needing to overhaul their operating models, with needing to really get innovative with intelligent automation with addressing talent. It, it seems that there's a, a lot of moving parts. Is there a way to start to tie those together? And, and particularly with the cost savings, is that something that organizations should maybe set aside for a couple of years as they make some investments in talent and automation? Or is that just a given that they have to continue to drive down costs? How do some of these other more traditional initiatives and challenges and opportunities fit into some of the newer ones?
1: My personal view is that the pressure to decrease costs or put in a more polite way to optimize costs will never go away. And if organizations take their eye off that lens and they do find themselves in trouble and have to do a, a massive rehaul of their operating model and cost structure to achieve that. Now, our research does show that in terms of relative importance, cost reduction has decreased, but it's still greater than 50% cited that as a top priority for 2019. So how to approach that, I think, is more of a continuous improvement mindset, and really leveraging automation in those transaction processing area, moving away from what we saw the trends in the past, which were really about taking advantage of lower labor markets and the offshoring that we saw, or resetting the start button in terms of moving your shared services to different locations and getting these large global business service centers. It's really more about using technology to automate there and continue To optimize the cost structure, you see a lot of costs with the use of new technology being pushed outside of an organization, onto the customers, onto the vendors, had self-service for a very long time at that individual level. But I think organizations are getting really smarter in terms of partnership and looking at the value chain starting at the customer right through to the vendor, which pushes or decreases some of the costs as you push the tasks outside of your organization through the use of technology. Rehauling the operating model is always something that is a challenge for organizations. And I touched on this earlier. I think it's important for organizations in order to survive and thrive and capture more market share in their industry to really think outside of the traditional boundaries of functions. So if I make this relevant to the area of work in finance and HR and procurement, We're seeing a merging of those back offices into a single corporate services using common data, using common processes, And that really accelerates or, if you like, sets the foundation to take advantage of these new technologies, drive out more automation, drive out more efficiency, and really create capacity and investment dollars to reinvest in in innovation and technology. So, would be my advice to organizations on how to do that. I really don't think it's an either or. I think it's a balancing and prioritization where I see companies really struggling, and I think will be a positive trend for those that get it right in 2019, is how to move from ideation or concept into a practical and realistic execution plan based on their priorities to realize the benefits and really take strides towards modernizing their processes and data and technologies. I do see CFOs and finance teams now globally embracing these technologies and informing themselves. And getting excited about it, which I think is the executive sponsorship and leadership that is needed to take advantage of the emerging technologies and cloud and really make it relevant to their particular organization. Because without the executive understanding, excitement and buy-in, it's very difficult to achieve that. So that would be my advice then for 2019 to organizations and leaders.
0: Well, Stephanie, that was a lot of material, but I think you articulated it very well in terms of prioritization, but also how a lot of different pieces really can fit together. I think great insights for our listeners. Thank you very much for your time today, and we'll have to get you back a little bit later in the year, and you can give us an update on how organizations are doing with their many, many tasks you've outlined.
1: Perfect. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: And you can find the links to the items we referenced in the show today below the podcast. If you're online, of course, the URL for that is kpmg.com slash US slash podcast. That's a wrap. Thanks for your participation.